You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Even before you start, that was a preemptive shh. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I already had someone created in my image. He's evil and he wants to take over the world. And he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back in here. The happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Husker baseball plays tonight. Um, they're giving away these... these Hats to students. If there are any students going to that game and they don't want their hat, which first off, very surprising. Um, can they don't get, want, can, that they don't want the hat or that they're going? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go go to Nebraska. Can you game. give me a hat, please? And thank you. I will not pay you, but I will shake your hand. Okay, there you go. Maybe... Maybe even a high five. Okay. Who knows? Well, maybe Zach Carpenter has uh, something to say about it. Zach uh, Carpenter inside Nebraska. Zach, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, pretty good, man. We're uh, we're rocking and rolling. Been a busy week with, uh, mm-hmm. like we knew it would, yeah. with uh, the spring portal window. Um, obviously, the biggest one uh, that um, – probably the biggest one that could have happened uh, happened this morning with Casey Thompson. So, uh, we're – we're ripping and roaring over here. Yeah. Before we get into Casey Thompson, Zach, tell me why I shouldn't cry that Noah Gates and Logan Smothers have left me. <laughs> tell you why you should or shouldn't? Shouldn't, because I am crying. Well, you can't cry. It's, uh, it's fond farewell. It's the end of uh, an era. I think it's well, who was it? Uh, Braxton Clark, he was the last member of Scott Frost. Uh, first yeah. 2018 recruiting class and pull of gates. He, I mean, he had, there was so much promise and potential when he signed in the, in the 20, um, what was it? 2019 class, 2020 class. Yeah. It would have been, I, it would have, exactly, I believe it's the third highest ranked yeah. signee of that class behind, um, Ty Robinson, at number two and number one, Wandale Robinson, another mm-hmm. one that won't bring back, um, <laughs> will bring back memories of what could have been. So yeah. you go and cry away. Okay, okay, thank you. That's all I I just needed permission. <laughs> which which Zach, we we better let you know that if somebody does go into the transfer portal while you're on the show with us, we ha- we're we're in the middle of a bit right now um where we're sending them off with a with a sad song that we're playing. And so we might just You have... will remember me. I will remember you. That no, would have been a good that one. That would have been a good one. I don't even know the name of it. Welcome. I'm just bringing ideas to the table here. It's in the arms of an angel <laughs> and I put it arms of the portal. <laughs> So <laughs> old Sarah McLaughlin shout out. Yep. Yeah. The most, sad, so, the most sad commercial in the history of commercials. Ex- exactly. It's necessary. So in the middle of your answer, if you start hearing music, it's because somebody transferred. Well, if that happens, I hear the music, then I'll just start speaking in a more solemn tone okay. and slow. And, Feel free to sing uh, along. I'll lower the music so you can just keep going. <laughs> I'll be the narrator. <laughs> anyway, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska joining us. Okay, so I mean, we we all agree Casey Thompson was kind of the the bombshell that it, I don't know if it's if it if like surprise is the right word or just like the fact that it actually did happen because like we've we've discussed whether it was at practice or or on the phone like the possibility of of Casey Thompson moving on and. and you can't blame him because obviously Matt Rule and company bring in their guy and Jeff Sims, and 
he's kind of been unfortunately just behind the eight ball with uh, Casey Thompson. That is since he was unable to practice a whole lot during the spring. But like, are we surprised that it actually happened and that he's not sticking around to just battle for the number one spot? Yeah, um, I think so. I was just saying this earlier that if we are sitting here on March twentieth and. Um, and looking ahead, like a Casey Thompson transfer, and I think would have been uh, a bombshell, a bombshell decision. Um, but I mean, in, in today's world of college football and the, the transfer portal, like it, there, it's almost like there's no transfers that could be considered bombshell. But I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is close. Um, but it's not, as we say here, April twenty eighth. It's not uh, not quite as surprising as it as it. Um, would have been on March 20th, but yeah, it is still um, it is still a shock to the system that that it actually happened because you you keep it in the back of your mind. Um, I mean, I had been told rumblings that something like this could happen um, the week leading into the spring game, but it's like, all right, just keep it on the back burner because maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Um, but for it to yeah, for it to actually happen, it's like oh, like yeah, it's it's surprising. Um, but I think it's almost like surprising in the hurtful way of like, and I want to get to this first before like analyzing the quarterback room going forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, see Thompson became a fan favorite last year. He spent one year at Nebraska. And if you become a Husker, like the, the these fans will, will get behind you, especially if, um, if you show that effort and the, the toughness that, that, that defined Nebraska football for decades and that's exactly what he did. Like, it's not just the fact they threw for 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, and, like, the, both of those are in the top 10 in program history for a single season. Um, like, it, and that connection with Trey Palmer. Like, that, the, connect, the, the connection with Trey Palmer, that chemistry they had and the explosive downfield passes, like the 87-yard mm-hmm. touchdown against Iowa, um, the game ceiling game winning touchdown, against Indiana. I mean, the, the game, which was just, even though they lost, that was just such a, it was such yeah. a fun night of Nebraska football, maybe the most fun, um, in a while other than obviously the, the loss, but, um, that in a tumultuous year where they finished four and eight, so much swirling around the program, um, that connection was the most, like most exciting part to me throughout the season. It's like the one thing you felt like you could count on, week in and week out like all right f it trade down there somewhere like yeah. there's gonna be um some some big time plays happening and then i mean casey would take sacks sometimes multiple sacks and he'd take multiple hard hits in every game um and he would you would go down and it's like all right is this the time that he's not going to get back up and then i mean 95 percent of the time he would take those big time hits and he got back up um Aside from the um, the Illinois game, then a, one or two times here and there where he had to uh, go off the field for a play or two, but uh, that that toughness and the fact that he was he was uh, beloved for that, um, I think it's something that that's what makes the move a lot uh, like it, it makes the the surprise the shock a little more impactful um, uh, uh, is the right word, but mm-hmm. just. Um, yeah, I think the the Husker fans are going to be like, all right, well, we're going to miss him. But I mean, I don't know if Jeff Sims is everything we think he could be. 
you're not going to be missing Casey Thompson for long. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess that, that goes into my next question. When, when you look at this quarterback room prior to this spring portal window opening up uh, early this week, I mean, Nebraska had six guys on scholarship, and, and you knew that they were going to lose. I, I think if you would have asked me last week, I think we probably had the conversation prior to the spring game last Friday, or was it two Fridays ago, I guess, um, where it was – you know, how many quarterbacks could you see leave from this room? My answer was like, well, one, probably, you know, possibly two. Two's a real possibility. I personally didn't know three was was on the radar. Yeah, I was thinking in the two range, um, weren't you're not 100% certain who it's going to be because yep. you can make a case for each, every one of them other than Sims, obviously. I mean, um, Casey, I mean, I think we all thought that he was going to stick around um, and enter the enter summer fall camp um, battling for that quarterback uh, that starting quarterback spot. But with his with his transfer with him with him exiting the program, you eliminate that. There's no quarterback controversy at yeah. all, and um, you entered with uh, with Sims as the unquestioned quarterback one. Um, but Richard Torres, I think, would probably be uh, the least surprising. Um, even though he is, he is, he was so young. He's, he was only going to enter his second year in the program. Chubbo be a second transfer. Logan, you, you just, he had, he had multiple opportunities to, to move on and no one would have mm-hmm. um, blamed him or, had, I mean, that's what was funny on the board. Um, or not funny, but noticeable was fan reaction saying like, I totally understandable. He stayed here longer than he, uh, than anyone um, expected him to, because he could have sought op- other opportunities. Uh, and Heinrich Harburg, uh, you never know. Um, with with the momentum he got during spring ball, like maybe someone, um, maybe you catch eyes somewhere else. But um, I think what's interesting, Greg Smith, uh, he he brought this up on a recent uh, reaction podcast that we just uh, recorded not too long ago. Um, the transfers of Richard Torres and Casey Thompson now does give continuity to the quarterback room because you have now in Sims, Purdy, and Harburg, three guys who, yes, Sims is much higher above them in, in the uh, terms of the quarterback style, how he plays the game, how they want to utilize him in the offense. But now you have three guys who all fit that same type of uh, type of mold and if they bring back Logan Smothers, it would be the same or similar situation because they're, uh, as we reported um, at Inside Nebraska, is that Logan Smothers, the, the opportunity is still there for him to come back. He would be welcomed back, mm-hmm. welcomed back by the coaching staff. Um, but I know I'm rambling a lot, but um, you have three guys in there now who all you can run the system with Sims, and then if he gets hurt and say mid second quarter or he's out for a game um, this fall, you can still run a scaled back version of the same um, playbook, the same system with the other guys. And like, you don't have to change on the fly. If, if Sims would have won the battle, the quarterback battle and Casey Thompson came in there um, mid game, you'd have to uh, completely change your game plan and uh, your approach to, um, to attacking defenses with a completely different skill set. And I, that was a really good point by Greg. And it's like you see that in NFL offenses too, where you try to have someone, a veteran, 
um, who has a similar style to the starter. But so I think that's just the elimination of the quarterback controversy and um, the con- quarterback continuity, I think are two reasons to look at and say, okay, this makes, this makes sense. We're talking to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. And, and one last kind of comment or, or question on the quarterback situation, and I, I guess this one could be somewhat of a two-parter because with with Logan Smothers not on the team, Nebraska sits by my count uh, at ninety scholarships uh, on their on their roster. How do we think they handle this? Because when you look at that quarterback room, three is probably a little light. Three scholarships. I understand they have Jack Wosh, the the walk on from Ole Miss, so maybe that plays a factor into it. But do you see them trying to go after a, another tr- a transfer portal quarterback, or do they do they go down to eighty four, leave a spot open, and maybe that spot is filled by Logan Smothers? Or I mean, how do you just kind of see this thing playing out? I wouldn't put it out of uh, um, out of their own possibility of them going after after a transfer uh, or another quarterback in the transfer portal. But it just we have to see how things play out because if. Uh, um, we have to see how things play out with Hunter Harburg, and then if uh, if Logan Smothers does decide to come back, then uh, they there would be I don't think that they would be pursuing anyone. But um, three is light, but uh, if it's the right three guys, I think you'd feel okay, especially with uh, with the Ole Miss transfer coming in as a walk on. Um, but yeah, I mean, two if you if, if if you wind up getting down to two quarterback scholarship quarterbacks for instance mm-hmm. like that would be uh, a lot less than ideal so i don't know I, I i don't have a clear answer i could see it happening but um i do think there's there's uh, a couple of things that still have to play out before uh before we could have a, a definitive answer on on that one last one before we let you go zach carpenter of inside nebraska with us and zach i i guess with the departures of victor jones jr and sean hardy that wide receiver room is something interesting because you have three seniors and last year guys of Marcus Washington, Joshua Fleeks, or I should say guys that are in their final year, Marcus Washington, Josh Fleeks, and Billy Kemp. And then you have two guys that at one point left Nebraska and now come back in IGC and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda and Xavier Betts. And then it's just all the true freshmen that Nebraska's bringing in. I mean, th- they really need these five guys or, or even some true freshmen for that matter to hit here in the fall and work out for them. Yeah. And that's why I said, uh, I think it was two weeks ago when I posted a story, which is, um, it was a report from the four open practices and just, uh, um, sort of a, a news and notes, like different observations that I didn't get to talk about or write throughout spring ball. And my last I think last or second to last point was uh, Malachi Coleman. I think he's a developmental guy. He does, uh, he does need that development physically and um, just adjusting to the game, the uh, speed of the college game, which you hear guys like Janier and Bonner talk about, like mm-hmm. need to adjust to the speed of the game. Like that was the number one thing uh, when I, when I got to college, but I could see a true freshman like, uh, like Coleman, not like Coleman, I could see Coleman himself getting some time later in the season. Like probably not, probably not significant snaps, but I could see him getting utilized because of that, that explosive speed he has. And that's what Garrett McGuire, Matt Rule, every guy has talked about. Like we, we seek 
height, length, and speed. Like those are the traits we look for. And it's like, well, Malachi Coleman's got those. Um, and to your point, the receiver room is not has thinned out a little bit in terms of numbers. So, I mean, you have Marcus Washington. It looks like he's developed into a more dependable downfield threat. And uh, with Billy Kemp, he, he, like we've said a thousand times, that he he's going to be that dependable target who um, could become the quarterback's favorite target with, uh, with just his ability to um, to haul in haul in catches in that short intermediate intermediate passing game. Um, then you have the you have the really fun and enticing question mark of Xavier Betts and IGC where you could see them being really, really good or, uh, or not so much. So, um, so high ceiling, low floor there, in, in my opinion, but, uh, it does open up, it does open the door for true freshmen to come in the fall, um, and, and try to make an impact during fall camp and try to get on the field. I mean, we've seen, we've now seen it from the staff. We heard it and now we've seen it from the staff that there, it doesn't matter if you're a six year veteran if you're a third-year guy, redshirt freshman, or uh, first-year true freshman dressed up and fit on campus, you're going to get an opportunity to show what you've got. Yeah. Uh, Zach, good news. We did not have to play the music while you were uh, while you were on the air with us, so that's Unless good news. Unless you want to hear it now. Um, but I, honestly, there was a small part of me, boys, that did want that to happen just for the experience. I, I know. Well, it, it, I mean, maybe you can join us while I guess the transfer portal closes uh, on Sunday. So this was the last opportunity, unfortunately, Zach. I did not get my tryout to replace Ken Burns as a narrator of <laughs> sad and important <laughs> – Somebody texted in burnt cheese on the text line, texted in and said, Zach's going to be in the background saying for only three payments of $100,000, we can rescue Casey Thompson from the portal. <laughs> $100,000 would be uh, the uh, welcome, I'm sure, in any college athlete. So, exactly. Uh, all right, Zach. Hey, appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, keep up, keep up the work over at uh, Inside Nebraska. And how many, how many more guys in your prediction hat do we see going to the portal today? Uh, not as many as Colorado. Okay, that's perfect. That's I, all I needed. Okay, Nebraska is going to have fewer than fifty-five going to the portal today. So that's I good think news. That's a safe bet. I think that's a safe uh, bet. Sounds good. All right, that's Zach Carpenter. We'll talk to you later, Zach. All right. Thanks, guys. That is Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Um, yeah, the the wide receiver room is interesting. Well, I, I, like I'm I'm starting to like my my wheels are turning in my head as we're talking to Zach here because I remember like thinking prior to this season when Matt Rule took over, obviously Nebraska graduated got a couple guys. You knew there was going to be attrition with the new staff, mm-hmm. but it was like I, I remember reading multiple articles like, wow, Nebraska and Matt Rule have brought in Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss, Jalen Lloyd, Bryce Turner, Jeremiah Charles, Demetrius Bell. Six guys in their true yep. freshman wide receiver room. Like, this is a lot of people coming and in. And it was like, room. dang, this wide receiver room is is jam-packed. And, yes, it, we, there was that thought and understanding that, okay, it's going to work itself out. But now that it's here, it's like, okay, this whole Matt Rule, I guess, history of – I don't want to say tanking, but but not being ha- not being a, a quality football team, maybe in terms of record in year one, because he's doing basically what he did at Baylor, where he got extremely young in year one, mm-hmm. 
and force a lot of guys to play. Um, You're building. I guess for that. Year I two. guess. I guess that's the situation that you have here in six true freshman wide receivers yeah. and five guys that are either sophomore or older, and and two of those are transfer. Two of the other one. Two of the other three are guys that left your program at one time and returned. And then the other guy is Marcus Washington, who don't forget was also a transfer last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, it's it's your building, or at least Rule is showing that he's building for the future, not really. And I don't want to say he's not trying to win now. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But with with getting younger and, and pushing out the older guys, it's, it's preparing for... Um, year two and year three where, like you said, kind of forcing these guys to play so they can get in and experience college football right away and be ready for year two where you're not showing up in year two where you know, you're know you bigger, stronger, faster after one year, but you still haven't seen the field so you don't know how you're going to react once you get onto it. Is there any concern Marcus Washington jumps in? No. He's number one. Number one, okay. He's the number the one The reason receiver. I say that is he came from Texas – with Casey. With Casey. Mm-hmm. No, he's the number okay. one receiver. I just didn't know where your head was at. No, it's him and him and Kemp were one and okay. two. I agree. And then after that, who knows? Maybe you'll see a true freshman. Yeah. Uh, well, they got plenty of them, plenty of opportunities for, for guys that once, uh, obviously, Malachi Coleman got banged up, not going to run track for Lincoln East this spring. So he's going to enroll and focus on football entirely. Um, and then the rest of the crew just we'll see how it shakes out. Let's take our final time out for the week. We wrap up the Friday and uh, talk a little NFL draft. Uh, there was a really interesting article with The Athletic as well in regards to Dylan Riola and Daniel Kalen uh, and, and kind of how the, the Athletic and I believe it was Ari Wasserman sat down with Daniel, Daniel Kalen and kind of just talked about how it's tough to make two guys feel like a priority. It's practically impossible. And so we'll, we'll, we might be able to dive into that if we have enough time. But uh, Stricken, Stricken Austin, join us to, to round out the week on the happy hour here in 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.